Hello, everybody. Uh, we're back again to you. It's uh, me, Matt, and Felix today. Uh, lots of news to discuss. Um, Trump has been impeached again. So nice they had to impeach him twice. Uh, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about, but I just want to, one thing, just straight off the bat, in the Chapo uh, Corrections and Accountability Department, it's time for Will Menneker to eat another heaping plate of crow. I think on one of our most recent episodes, I said, yeah, like, you know, I, I think the Democrats are probably going to go with that $2,000 check thing because, like, it'll be the perfect excuse for them not to do anything for the next four years. Nope. Couldn't even do that. Couldn't even do that. The $2 trillion stimulus package announced today, the check has now been winnowed down to $1,400. And the reason for it, it is because you've already got $600. So $1,400 plus $600 equals $2,000. That's $2,000. What what is wrong about that? (laughs) Tell me me where the math is wrong there. I'm sorry. Maybe I have to explain it to you fucking bros because your brains are too filled with bong resin to understand simple mathematics. But... 1400 plus 600 is 2000. So yeah, so shut the fuck you're up. You're getting the $2000. You're getting to, but but yeah, but like the the $600 you've already got counts towards the $2000. So it's that's only just, I love that so much. That's it's so good. Pure oh Democrat. It's like <laughs> it's they're so giving good. they're giving us every it's all fish scale. This is this is the Democrats raw. No no stepped on shit here. This is pure Democrat. I cannot wait. Biden is going to just be a pure vibrating ball of democrat should say uh matt felix and amber joining me today um yeah we are getting two thousand dollar checks but you've already gotten six hundred dollars at the check so you're only getting a fourteen hundred dollar check so i was dead wrong i i thought i thought the two thousand dollars thing would be like an easy little little gimme for them to just shut everyone up and, and but like nope nope even that even that is too much for them there's nothing that they can that they can do that can't be like that doesn't absolutely like need to be bargained down before even negotiation even begins it's it's fucking it's fucking incredible is, is there a single person in america who won't feel like that who won't associate the biden administration with just robbing six hundred dollars from them uh if they understand uh math and compromise they will they will get it and uh we're gonna have plenty of people on tv to explain it to them every day impatient voices s- small words to explain to you dumb idiots that this is as good as you can ever expect things to be and that if you have any problem with that, you uh, need to go to federal prison. <laughs> I mean, like, you, all those people who just keep texting and, like, uh, tweeting, you know, where's my $2,000? I want that $2,000. That's basically like doing a bank robbery, and the bank you're robbing is the federal government, so that's terrorism now. Yep. So I just, I, everyone go through their, go through their accounts and maybe, maybe delete some of those old tweets because you will, yeah. you, uh, you, you have been fomenting insurrection against our legitimate government. Just, I mean, they still have a capacity to surprise me because like I, my, I, I, I got, I was too smart for myself because like my initial reaction is like, oh, they're going to immediately cut down that $2,000 number. But then I was like, eh, you know what? They're probably not because it just, it's in their best interest to just sort of like throw some slop out to the pigs. You know, like just, just have one thing that they can point to that's like, look, we delivered. We all said, we said two thousand. We said vote for these guys, and we'll give you two thousand. Right yeah, it was just could not be more obvious. If we win the Senate, you're getting those two thousand dollars. I was like, well, they're, they're I mean, they're, they're they're so tied to that now. It'd just be so easy for them to just do that one thing and then nothing ever again. But nope, my initial reaction was the correct one. I, I got I got too smart for myself, and as a result, I'm eating that crow once again. You're owned. They got I've you. Been owned. I've been owned. I've been owned, and we've we've all been owned. We're every day, every day, more and more. 
Well, let's see what else is going on. I uh, so I, probably the probably the biggest news going on right now is uh, Trump was impeached again. He was impeached in the House again. He, Donald Trump has now been impeached as many times as every other U.S. president combined in in one term. In one term. <laughs> I mean, that's I can't baller. wait until it's he like. Yeah, I can't wait till he like wears that as a badge of honor. Like more impeachments than all the other presidents combined, and I mean, never kicked out. Never kicked Never out. Never kicked out. Come on. That's that's something. Well, I know. I mean, I know it seems like uh, a little ludicrous to impeach him with now what less than a week left before Biden's inauguration. And then like the Senate won't even vote on it probably till after Biden is inaugurated. But I got to say, I think the Democrats do have a kind of a compelling, a compelling reason to give this a shot now, which is that if, if he is actually like uh, if like not just impeach, but like actually like in the Senate, like both houses of Congress, uh, that means he can't run for president again, I think. So they're they're doing themselves a favor in 2024 by knocking out like who is the guy who's already like the number one contender for like the nominee. The only contender. There's nobody else to come close. That's so fucking bleak, though, that they're like, look, if we give him even half a chance again after four years, people are going to want him back. So (laughs) we're going to fuck up up so bad. Yeah, yeah, we have some real we have some real dingers in store. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, she's with us now, but she's going back to her ex because I know myself. I mean, I, I my attitude towards it was just this is the most like self-congratulatory fucking kayfabe fucking just spectacular in the sense that it is a spectacle gesture majority of the time, like to the point where. It's the most people are dying Kim moment in all of politics. It's just you don't have anything better to do. You can't wait like 10 days. But no, you're right. You're right. It's literally because they know that they're going to spend the next four years fomenting uh, like hatred towards themselves by being the shitty fucking party that they are. And yeah, it's a risk that he could run again. And they're like, well, you know, yeah. And, and if we if we remove that possibility from happening, then when we give when then when we tell people that, oh, yeah, that two thousand dollars, you've already got six hundred dollars of it. So we're good. Right. <laughs> we're, we're good. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, we, we paid that. We paid you already. So it's fourteen hundred dollars now. And by the way, that fourteen hundred dollars, that's the opening negotiation. Yeah, we'll see where like, it ends yeah, up. We'll see where that the other thing, ends up. The other thing they're saying is, is that, that they don't want to try to push it through. Uh, reconciliation, which only requires 50 votes. They're going to try to get a bipartisan deal, which just means that they will end up having to go through reconciliation after they get no Republican votes, but after having cut it down even further, which is essentially what happened with Obamacare. Reconciliation sounds like marriage counseling. <laughs> I mean, it basically is. It's like the House, the Senate, they send committees together and they, and they get in front of a therapist and talk about their problems. Yeah. You use a lot of I statements. Yes. Talk about how you feel. They're making you feel bad. I mean, I, I guess it shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone who, who listens to this show. But like the, the Democrats now face a, a political landscape in which the other party, you know, in their own terms here, has like fomented a violent insurrection against like their like the election, <laughs> like our democratic process. And then mm-hmm. and then like they're, they're, they're saying that and that like, oh, we need to hold them accountable. But we also need to like you come together and unite with them. And like we can't possibly pass a big budget or any big spending bill through reconciliation because we need bipartisan compromise with the the good part of the Republican Party. Are they they're still on this tip? 
And to, to that end, I mean, I, did you see that uh, Jamie Harrison has been named head of the DNC? I mean, that yes. isn't the perfect, mm. perfect candidate for that job. A guy who raised $130 million to lose to Lindsey Graham. But like, it is perfect because that is exactly what the job of the DNC chair is. Well, like, yeah, raising raise money is and not lose. The point. Yeah. No, it's getting money. It's it's getting jobs for all the fucking unemployable, failed dipshits who need to get consulting gigs. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, I, we don't know. Maybe that is his personal messaging. Maybe he's going to be like the first uh, BPD girlfriend politician, and he said that if you don't give me a cool job, I'm going to kill myself and name you in my suicide <laughs> note. Yeah. Set it out to my entire email list. In 2021, no one is going to abandon us. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do, though? That's the whole thing. Like, I saw people uh, when Biden, uh, like, used his speaking spell to be like, it's 1400, man. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, uh, sorry, man. Uh, by the way, I've been laughing about the idea of him uh, putting his hands over his mouth instead of saying, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Just well, like Stefan. Yeah, like, like Stefan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing really cutesy things. Uh, like a sexy, a sexy yeah. little Japanese girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little bead of sweat forms like right at his temple. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, people were like, I can't believe this. I spent two months in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> for free and they're doing this and it's like man what did you expect no i'm That's like anything, yeah they, they, they were disappointed they were disappointed to win those two georgia elections because yeah. now they actually have to deliver now there's like oh wait oh oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck we don't have we don't have there's no longer a divided government we can rely on to fucking like uh explain away why we can't do anything so then guess what we're just going to start right out the gate just take six hundred dollars out of everyone's pocket so that that'll be that'll just ensure a nice midterm result, which means that we'll have that divided government. That that honestly, you can't have bipartisanship without a divided government, folks. Well, you can't. well, I mean, like this past week has been instructive because it's like at the very top, it's the same as it's always been. Like Joe is making idiotic speeches where he's like, "I want the Republican Party to be good, man." Fucking, I remember when the uh, uh, man, the good Republicans, and then you know, sort of lower the liberal media thing. Their thing is to pretend that they're like radical Republicans from Reconstruction and to talk about seditionists <laughs> and terrorists and all this shit and talk about like the need to expel Republicans from the House and all this shit. And you could say all that and write articles to the effect of needing that and all this shit. But like at the end of the day, at the very top, you're going to want this divided government you're not going to want to do a lot you're going to be the same democrats that have always existed but that lower that lower tier the people who uh are all budding to be like under secretary uh, like press under secretary or whatever who do this radical republican cosplay uh it's to keep you voting for the guy the shitty guy at the top who yeah doesn't want to do the reconciliation process, doesn't want $2,000, and in fact wants there to be a strong Republican Party. Yeah. And no, no, no they're just going to remind you, when, as soon as the midterms come up, uh, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. So everyone make yeah. sure to get out there and vote for the Democrat, no matter who they are, because you yeah. know, we can't do all the things that you want if, if, you know, if you don't vote for Democrats. 
And, you know, it, it, bring, it brings to mind, though, you're talking about, like, the sort of two tiers of it. Because at the top, you have Joe Biden, who's, like, literally saying we need to, like, have a blue ribbon committee about bipartisanship and, like, unity with the Republican Party. But then, like, the Democratic media apparatus has been pitching the idea, you know, stronger than ever before, that the Republican Party is, like, top, you know, I would say, you know, not incorrectly so, top to bottom, a, like, basically a nihilistic death cult. But the thing is, like, they're, they're part of the same hypocrisy. So it's, like, it, it, it's, it's a reflection of the fact that, like, now... Um, Republicans who have spent the last two months talking about how, like, literally the entire election was fraudulent, it was stolen at every level, like, our government is corrupted by a conspiracy to, like, pervert and steal an election that was a landslide for Donald Trump. And what happens? Like, the, the, the marks that they pitch this shit to believe them. And if you believe that, then storming the Capitol is a pretty appropriate response. And then yeah, now, it's now, your, now they it's come It's your out. duty as a fucking American. And now they come out and say, like, oh, like, this doesn't represent us at all. I saw Newt Gingrich say uh, it's an example of how easily misled people are. And it's like, by <laughs> yeah, who, you by bad you. piece of <laughs> shit? Yeah, yeah. By you. What the oh, fuck man. are you talking about? And it's like with the, the Democrats have a similar problem, though, because, like, they're all telling their voters, like, like this Republican Party is like just like a fucking like a Nazi death cult that, like, wants to, like, kill you, kill members of Congress, like, just hang people in their fucking driveways and stuff. And then but then, like the leader of the party is just saying like, Oh, come come on, man. Like, you know, we, we got to work with them. Yeah. It's like, you can't hold those two ideas that there's like, and, and there's a cognitive dissonance there that people are going to, that are going to, I mean, I guess like, I'd like to say that people will eventually like run into the wall of it. But I think like the, the last four years have proven that like nobody has a limit for like the cognitive dissonance that they can hold in their brain when it comes to like two competing realities, like working itself out on the, on the sort of a national stage. Well, especially at like occurring at that level, like, you know, you can resolve cognitive dissonance by, you know, finding a way to sort of like manage the contra. You can think dialectically, if you will, finding a way to sort of like manage the, that contradiction between what how things should be in your head and you know how things are, and sort of navigating that. But like when it's literally like the highest office in like the mega empire of the modern world, why even bother? Like, you know, you don't trust. There's a, like a, whatever, a crisis of credibility is, is how they sort of put it in neutral terms. But it's like, at, at this point, why would you even like try and figure out who is lying and who is telling the truth and who is cynical and, and who is, um, you know, just like has drunk the Kool-Aid and who's a rube? Like, why not just like go for it and be crazy? It'll have the same fucking effect. To their voters now, like, I mean, who, 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 who want to be told a line that, like, you know, this Republican Party is, like, you know, a grotesque historical abomination and that, like, in no way, shape, or form can it be governed with or part of, like, a, 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 like a major political party and, like, a, a, a advanced democracy. And I think that's basically true. Like, I don't think there is, like, anything about the Republican Party that views any result uh, that doesn't favor them democratically is legitimate. And they're, they're not going to for the, for the foreseeable future. I mean, the way to deal with that would be to like, be like, okay, well, let's actually have a representative democracy. Let's maybe like reform, let's do things that like make it so that like the, 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 the Republican, like house, like the Republicans in the house of representatives, even though it's basically almost equal to Democrats represent a vastly smaller number of people who are their constituents. 
you know, maybe get rid of, maybe yeah. like, I don't know, add a couple states to fucking like, you know. Uh, well, I mean, the thing, the way, the only way to really do it is to change the, is to expand the electorate so it isn't just television addicted old white people who vote. <laughs> I mean, that would be a key, you know, give people a choice, as it were, not an echo, as somebody said. I don't remember who. Oh, yeah, that was Barry Goldwater. But like some kind of actual alternative to, to, to just, Having okay, you want to vote? Well, you have to know who these guys. It's like being, getting into Marvel movies. If you want to vote, you have to care about all these fucking characters instead of about I don't know uh, whether you're going to be able to fucking put food on the table anymore. Which both parties are telling you, yeah, we have no idea how that's going to happen. Good luck, buddy. Well, and it's certainly like removed from policy entirely because it's like you know what's what was Bernie Sanders running on? Like you know, higher minimum wage, like. Uh, you know, Medicare for all, like very basic social democratic reforms, but there were policies that you could describe that you knew that he was fighting for. Now, at this point, like, can you even name a policy from either party in the last like four years that was like seriously and hotly being debated? Right now, the closest we come is arguing over relief checks. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there are wonks who would be like, nah, well, Amber, as you'll see, the Biden agenda. But like the thing is like, OK, well, those, people, those policies who have, are the, people who I mean, have like, touched a boob. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but like, I mean, like, like those policies are like they're impossible to describe because they're like designed to be that way. Like they're intentionally confusing. Like nobody gets them or understands them. And the thing is, like, it, to the extent that they are understood, they're not very popular. Unlike, for instance, raising the minimum wage or Medicare for all. But to Matt's point, yeah, it's like you have to care about all of these characters, which, I mean, you can do, but it will drive you insane. You'll either become like QAnon insane or you'll become, you know, a fucking like Ukraine insane. Like you'll find... Insane in the Ukraine. Oh, that was good. But it's like, you know, again, there's no there's no incentive at this point to, to sanity because it'll be just as effective. Oh, yeah, yeah. To There's no reason to stay yourself. safe. There's no, I, I've got to pre, I've got like, how much do you have to try to convince yourself that it matters to vote as opposed to getting into the lore and then just losing yourself into this, the, the, these, the, this fairy tale of all these characters that you, I got to stop Josh Hawley. It's like, who's that? No one else knows who you're talking about. Is that a yeah. real person? Yeah. Do you smell and, and, toast? It's entertaining too. It's like, you know, this is this is the new opiate of the masses. You know, you pick your church, you know, are you worried about, you know, Nellie Orr or fucking, you know, who else? And you pick your Russian novel and your 700 characters, none of which have anything to do with whether or not you're going to be able to pay the bills next month. And like, that's the thing that you have instead of politics. So like, dig in your heels, go nuts. There's no incentive to be sane at this point. I realize that it really is DC versus Marvel. The Republicans are the D are DC and the Democrats are Marvel, you know, like <laughs> oh, uh, the, the Democrats are soy bands, globalism and the DNC DC is like grim, dark sort of objective. Nietzsche and Ubermensch. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Each of them. But all, uh, the thing they have in common is a cast of characters that you get to get to follow down the rabbit hole. Well, speaking of uh, uh, one of the prominent members of these cast of character of this cast of characters, and, and one that's been my favorite for a while now, uh, there's some, been some very funny Rudy Giuliani news recently, and I'm starting with the fact that um, Trump has now told and instructed like his aides and administration not to pay him any money. <laughs> Cold blooded. So let me just read here. 
Uh, this is the Washington Post. With less than seven days remaining in his presidency, Trump's inner circle is shrinking. Offices in the White House are emptying, and the president is lashing out at some of those who remain. He is angry that his allies have not mounted a more forceful defense of his incitement of the mob that stormed the Capitol last week, advisors <laughs> and associates say. Though Trump has been exceptionally furious with Vice President Pence, his relationship with lawyer Rudolph W. Giuliani, one of his most steadfast defenders, is also fracturing, according to people with knowledge of the dynamics between the men. Trump has instructed aides not to pay Giuliani's legal fees, two officials said, and has demanded that he personally approve any reimbursements for the expenses Giuliani incurred while traveling on the president's behalf to challenge the election in key states. So not only is he not going to pay his legal fees, he's not even going to reimburse him for the fucking flights he took to go to like Pennsylvania or Michigan. This is very unlike Trump, not paying for <laughs> someone for work they did for right. him. Yeah, I mean, has he like ever paid a lawyer? He's know. never raised that. He pays people. Remember when he tried to get uh, some hacker who worked for Jerry Falwell Jr. to rig an online poll for him, and Michael Cohen paid him in MMA memorabilia? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. He like. Yeah. Just doesn't pay anyone for anything. But like, I've never. Like, this is like three lawyers I've heard of separately who he's like worked to not pay. He's gonna start another lawsuit when Giuliani sues him. To, to get paid for the for the work he did for him, but it's not going to work. Love to see Sorry, Rudy. People's you're not, not going to see. see you're not going to see a dime of that money. Bye, bye, honey. And why should you? You failed. You failed. You did, you're losing. Yeah, you did I mean, not turn I, I, over a single state, dude. A single I will, one. I mean, I will say, like, out of all the people not to pay, like, Rudy did do a pretty bad job of <laughs> whatever he was job. supposed to do. It I mean, like, good. who knows, like, in legal terms, who knows what, like, Rudy Julian, like, exactly what he was tasked with, but, like, it's certainly, he certainly wasn't supposed to, like, drip hair dye everywhere, <laughs> and, like, and, like, fart, and, like, find a drunk woman, <laughs> which are all the things he did. When, when like, he showed up there with his face just melting off, that was when he had to kiss yeah. goodbye, any idea that he was going to get paid. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know what he was instructed to do or what the legal strategy is. I know that they consulted with John Yu on taking mm -hmm. it to the courts, but it's like whatever John Yu recommended is probably not what Rudy did. I think that's safe to say. That Yeah, he, he recommended that they waterboard a federal judge until yeah. he uh, agreed with him. Or crush his child's testicles until they uh, got the Also, the also free yeah, game. That's also totally yeah, free game. That's legal, according to John Yu. But yeah, yeah no, he consulted John Yu. And I saw an article in Slate about this other guy, uh, John Eastman, who was standing next to Rudy Giuliani when uh, he called for trial by combat at the Stop by Stop the Steel rally. <laughs> trial by combat. Trial by combat, by the way. And this is Giuliani's quote about this after the, uh, the, the riot happened. He says, I was referencing the kind of trial that took place for Tyrion in the very famous documentary about fictitious medieval England. When Tyrion, who is a very small man, is accused of murder, he didn't commit murder, he can't defend himself, and he hires a champion to defend him. Hey, so, a very yeah, small he, man. He, <laughs> he, would see, he seems to be implying that Game of Thrones was a, uh, a piece of historical fiction about medieval England, and that, that, that the trial of Tyrion Lannister was referencing an actual historical event. I, well, I maybe, mean, maybe, maybe more of a more of an epic of Gilgamesh kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, 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 like yeah, like uh, the Odyssey or something. Yeah, no, but um, uh, the guy um, uh, the guy standing next to Rudy when he talked called for trial by combat is this guy named uh, like John Eastman, who is a, a a fellow at the Federalist Society and has been there for many years, and he is basically the guy. He's a crank lawyer who has been 
you know, he, he was the guy who Newsweek had to yank his op-ed piece about how Kamala isn't a American citizen because her parents weren't uh, naturalized at the time of her birth. I mean, he's been he's been fomenting this idea that being born in America doesn't grant you birthright citizenship for for years now. And he's been the one who uh, uh, who, who came up with like a legal justification for why Pence could unilaterally overturn their state electors as vice president. He's the one who came up with the idea that like. I mean, he, he's the one who invents legal justifications for all of, like, the QAnon theories that led people to fucking, you know, storm the Capitol. And this guy is like, a dyed-in-the-wool member of, like, respected mainstream conservative movement, like, the, their organs and, like, apparatus of their power. So, like, this idea that, like, the ideas that led people to do this stupid, insane shit, it, it does not come from, like, purely from QAnon or, like, the fever swamps of fucking, like, online paranoia and... and uh, fantasy they they are they are justified and and supported by things like places like the federalist society and if yeah. the democrats I, wanted to be serious about like making sure that they can govern or like maybe so that like the next time an election tries to get overturned it might actually work and like and the republicans are believe me are preparing for that they're getting ready now they would do things like go after the federalist society and the people who fund it and the people who work there but i don't see any indication that they're going to do that no. And I mean, the reason that they would do this and, and stoke this thing that a lot of them have to have known would never go anywhere is, as I said before, is that they're the, the establishment Republicans who who uh, who went along with this. I think what they were looking for is they wanted to basically make a deal where, all right, we'll we'll we will call off our dogs in exchange for the end of all early non ID voting, because. We will accept the results of this election, but it, this can't happen again. And by this, they mean making it easy for people to vote. Yeah, no, they're like, we'll accept the results of this election, you know, because we're so fair and magnanimous. But the price for that is making, making it, like, legally impossible for anyone to vote for a Democrat ever again, Yeah, essentially. And they were going to use this, and then there was the, the, uh, the storming, which I don't think a lot of these, the political hacks anyway, thought was going to happen and are not necessarily happy with. But uh, now the Democrats think, aha, we have our own 9-11 here where we could intimidate yep. them. And, that, and that's what that fucking impeachment thing was all about. It was about, I watched a lot of the, the, the speeches. And first of all, holy shit, so many uggos in Congress. My God. <laughs> just the most, I know what they say, it's a showbiz for ugly people, but they are not fucking kidding. They are just beastly. I mean, uh, also, they, they go beyond the level of just like ugly or unattractive people. No, like, yeah, like, like like grotesques. grotesques. Yeah, exactly. Like, like grotesques, as they freaks. call it in, in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, uh, and also uh, just the stupidest motherfuckers on earth. Just absolute pig shit, stupid morons. But all the Democrats, they're trying to you know pin pin the 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 flag of treason and wave the bloody shirt. But all those Republicans got up there and were like, actually, no, this was fine. And it's like, well, if they do that, you're fucked. You were, they were essentially hoping that the de Republicans would act like Democrats would act in a yep. similar situation, which you is know, curl up in a ball and apologize and disown the horrible crimes. No, they're like, yeah, uh, it was good. And now they're like, oh, fuck, I guess, I guess not. Like, let's talk about grand bargaining. Either they're saying it was good or they're saying uh, you also did it. Uh, with, yeah. with, with Black Lives Matter, and then or yep. that you actually did it because the people who stormed the Capitol were just actually Antifa pretending to be yeah. Trump supporters. So yes. I mean, like the Democrats for years now have been trying to reverse engineer like a nine eleven style thing that will work for them. 
that will like 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 the Ukraine stuff, like the treason with Russia, like being a, being an agent of Russia, the evil Russian bear, and like this idea that like they they could like they're they're trying to create an event or like a narrative by which the rules of sort of our post nine eleven like jingoistic fucking flag waving discourse will uh, benefit them. And that it can yes. be used as a cudgel to attack Republicans. But what they fail to understand is that the only people that those appeals work on already think that you like keep children in a fucking crate and under a pizza restaurant. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, like the people who actually give a fuck about our troops and our flag or like jingoistic appeals like that are universally associate the Democratic Party with uh, surrender, treason, and un-Americanism. Yeah. Who are you going for here? Well, yeah, it makes me think of, um, you know, how... The Iraq war pulled comparatively higher with Republicans and Democrats for a very long time. You know, John McCain supposedly pulled pretty well with people. And then when Trump started officially running in 2015, he attacked both those things. And he only seemed to get more popular because it's like it's not that people literally like John McCain or literally liked the war in Iraq. It's that these were all signals. It's like you liked the war in Iraq because it's like. Oh, I'm not a gay pussy right. who is against yeah. the war. Like being against the war is for a gay pussy. But if one of our guys who we like just know, like Prima Facci is not a gay pussy. Yeah. If Donald, yeah. yeah, Donald Trump is against it, then I'm against it too. And it's like, um, yeah, you can never out patriot those people. You can never like be like, oh, I actually care about 9-11 more because it's like they've already decided you're the type of person where it doesn't matter. Whatever side you're on is the gay pussy side. Yeah, yes. that's that's a good point, too, because, like, we talk a lot about how, like, we've been drifting further and further, like, sort of as a, you know, as a nation. We've been getting gayer and more of pussier. Yeah, gayer and more pussier every day. We've been getting sissified. Um, like, we've gotten farther and farther away from the idea that we can actually affect politics in a material way. We've been getting closer and closer to just pure unadulterated cultural politics and that's it like as a substitute like again we don't even we, we don't even talk about policies anymore we're literally like checks what maybe something please can I have a little bit of something but i mean the culture war stuff has been pretty intense for much longer than like trump like or even obama like the stuff about like the Iraq war, like that's when they really like, I, I remember that the people just like, what are you a pussy? And it's like, it's a war. <laughs> like it's, it's definitely been going on longer than Trump. Like the, 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 the retreat into culture. The thing that, uh, they, they all, the other thing they forget about is yes, most people who care about patriotism and all that shit, they've already defined those terms in a way that exclude you and exclude all events from ever going into yeah. a frame that you can uh, you can manipulate, but also that that whole dynamic of uh, of raving the flag and and getting your enemy on the run it takes two to tango. You need your opponent to run away. You need your <laughs> opponent to yeah. cringe. You need your opponent to act like Democrats did after nine eleven. The cheese well, also, surrender how, many, how, many, how many Democrats said, "Hey, how the fuck did this happen? How did the how did the fucking yeah. how did how did how the single did, worst breach of national security yeah. ever in American yeah. history how happen? The hell did that happen? None president? of them said that. None right, of them. Yeah. Yeah. Why should we? Why should we still have a CIA or NSA after this? 
Yeah. yeah. And is, so uh, yeah, what they what did do is say, what they did say is say, we're very sorry, sir. We look, well, you want a war? You want to bomb something? We're all in favor of that. We don't want to. And so that's, and then people see that. And they're like, oh, they are pussies. Look at them. Yeah. They, they don't even they believe in this. And look like at them cowards. saying it. They're acting, they're acting like, like cowards. Look at the, they, Whereas, yeah, exactly. Like, 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 like they, how would a traitor and a coward act? Yep. Well, like the right. Democrats did after right. they were like called unpatriotic and fucking uh, yeah tra- traitors to America because for like mildly questioning anything about George W. Bush's like fucking genocidal uh, preemptive war against like right. all the entire well, Middle then East. Well, and they can't they can't also like articulate anything. Like they try to argue on the grounds of like you know a a, a vague populist patriotism like hysteria that it's like you can't argue. Like they don't know what they mean by by talking about patriotism. It's like a it's like an affect. It's like an aesthetic. It's like like to say that something is you know un-American or whatever. Like they don't know what that means. Got, Quit arguing no about content, what is American. That's totally empty. So like maybe talk about something that does have content. Like, but they can't switch. They're like, no, you're un-American. It's like you're arguing with a crazy person. And and well, a that's corollary, what... a corollary a corollary to the uh, also the problem that like patriotism and the constitution has like already been defined in such a way that excludes you and can like that that the the meaning you're going for will never include you to the people who like respond to those sorts of appeals a corollary to that is things like uh new federal terrorism legislation uh those can like no matter what the laws are written for or like what they're saying they're being written to counter the threat of domestic terrorism or white supremacy here at home uh, once those are laws, as we said on our last episode, they're still being implemented by the same security state. So those laws will never, ever be like used against the right wing. They will only be used to suppress any kind of like civil dissent or protest or fucking like any break with just like the, the fucking like the, the way things are or any any you know, any like protest of that whatsoever or any like dissent or from that will be. The, these are what the, why we have those laws is to crush fucking like uh like any kind of civil discontent or or like any any organized or effort to like challenge the ruling status quo and like guess what that's always going to be weighted towards the left of the political spectrum not the right well i mean i like there there is existing legal structures for all of this that already go way farther than they should already go and we have a pretty good case study for how they were used because robert Mueller's fbi use them extensively on uh, left ecological groups. Yeah, after 9-11, that they said that the number one terrorist threat was, uh, was uh, animal rights activists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring the war on terror home. Um, in the 1930s, and I'm not saying this to say that there you know, are fascists among us. This is just an example. In the 1930s, uh, when Hitler rose to power, uh, a lot of Jews in like, California and Chicago and New York started noticing an increased activity around, well, let's say uh, there was a group called Friends of New Germany, for example. Uh, They were big fans of pointy eagles. Um, So a lot of them were actually German nationals or the children of of German immigrants, or they were just like weirdos that, that weren't even German and they formed fringe groups that were associated with it and they had all these weird coalitions and ended up they formed coalitions with the KKK and this insane militia movement called the, the Silver Shirts with this guy who fucking thought that he had a vision from Jesus to lead him away from communists and Jewry. And there was a group of like activist Jews in, in California. They're like, tell you what, getting a little nervous here. 
And they infiltrated and they, uh, they had their, their buddies who were veterans go into these meetings and figure out, okay, so there's a guy there that has literally a map of every, of every uh, Jewish home in Boyle Heights. Uh, oh, also they're buying guns illegally from uh, the Navy. Okay, so this is a problem. So they go to the authorities and they're relieved because they find out that they are seeing to uh, you know this 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 issue. They've been keeping an eye on it. In fact, they formed an organization. Don't worry, you guys. It's called the House on Un-American Activities Committee, and that is what is going to save you from the Nazis. They were so optimistic because they're like, obviously, this is the most un-American thing. These are these are fascists. This is a foreign threat. This is literally Hitler sending. Uh, like Nazi tracks in through the ports. And they're like, obviously, this falls under the rubric of un-American. Clearly, HUAC is going to save us from the Nazis. And guess what? Long story short, it was, uh, HUAC was bad for the Jews. Well, as long as you're talking, uh, just uh, to go back earlier about people who are uh, gay and pussies, uh, did you read the thing about like the last phone call Donald Trump had with Mike Pence? before hell yes so like so hell yes. this is like his last he, so like I, I i in the article about him not paying rudy giuliani it, it said he'd been like you know like intensely pressuring mike pence and haranguing him like every single opportunity to be like you gotta do it you gotta do it mike you gotta gotta come on do it, Fuck <laughs> it. let's be legends <laughs> so the last thing apparently donald trump said to him on the last phone call before uh like it was like there was no time left and he would have had to make a choice he said he said mike listen you can do this for me. You got two choices. You could do this and be remembered as a patriot, or you can be remembered as a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just one other thing about Mike Pence, uh, Chris, you brought it up. You talk, you're talking about just how sort of wooden he looks, like sort of like a like a Pinocchio that's like half turned into a, a boy, and then like just the, the spell broke, so he's sort of like half a fucking puppet, half a human being. Pence is equally dry to Trump's wetness. Like he is like it's true and opposite. He is the opposite in many wetness. ways. Yep. Yeah. 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 And like Trump has never repressed a feeling in his life, and Pence has only repressed things. <laughs> oh in his my life. god! Yeah. Yeah. They oh are. They god, are yes. total. They are total mirror image. Like, can you imagine Pence having any opinions on New York Fashion Week? Not no. a single one. <laughs> Not, not when, ever. when Pence gets a haircut, uh, it sounds like someone picking up one of those pieces of deli papers you used to take a donut out of the case <laughs> at 7-Eleven. <laughs> I was, you know, Pence reminds me, do you remember this summer when conservatives were like sort of trying to make him cool? Yeah. And uh, no. Yeah, no, it was like a brief thing that they really tried to do where they're like, Multiple friends' wives have told me that they want Mike Pence. I remember that. Yes, was, especially after the the debate yeah, with Kamala, where like, he did a terrible Republican job. women, oh, awful, just yeah. whiny, uh, absolutely like old, like concert, like uh, Bush era whiny, uh, uh, sanctimonious conservatism, yeah. the kind everybody is sick of that nobody likes anymore. Could Annoy- not show annoying how Christian pussy. Yeah. Like the yeah. kind of everyone's had enough of. And uh, he, yeah. he got owned by a woman who was like drunk and zanned out enough yeah. to forget and start flirting with him midway through. Yeah, Kamala did that weird thing where she tries to make a catchphrase that doesn't exist, where she's like, we have the saying where I'm from, dude's got to take his shopping cart and get out of here. 
It's just like what? What what kind of fucking person are you? But yeah, no, it was like it very much reminded me of after Hillary picked Tim Kaine, and people, oh hell yeah, people were like, he's so fucking hot. (laughs) I love. I want Tim Kaine to fuck me. I look like a shaved Grinch. Yeah, just the most, (laughs) just bland. Another like completely bland man. But it was like. They're both sort of the same calculation, right? Because it's like you picked Tim Kane for the same reason you picked him, uh, yeah. Mike Pence. It's like yep. okay, we have the we have the very polarizing, broadly disliked principle, but who has a rabid fan base in both like Trump and Hillary. But yeah. we can get this just like bland piece of shit that is good for that represents like a standard bearer in the party, just like Pence does. Just no, like I feel like, does. I, like if you're I, like a- if you if you're like you know, a regular like sixties white Democrat who like misses Tom Daschle. It's like, yeah, Tim Kaine, uh he he soothes you in this yeah. way. I feel if like you're I do, I do, if you're like a Marco Rubio Republican, you think Mike Pence is like a good man. Yeah. I do remember you're right. After after the debate, I remember seeing posts like I think like that that Jesse Kelly freak was like talking about Mike Pence's debate performance and he was like, you know, I'm hearing from a lot of uh generally apolitical but like you know christian suburban wives and mothers and like when they saw pence they started feeling feeling a little a little tinkle a little twinge betwixt their loins and i was just like oh god like a not true b mike pence is like i said i mean come on you want we need we need to belabor further about pence's uh proclivities um yeah but also like like pence you know you know and and his mother is actually memorable though like he has a ghoulish, terrifying skeleton face. Tim Kane, I try to picture him and just TV static comes up. I know there is a person <laughs> named Tim Kane, but at best I come up with TV static in the shape of the male outline silhouette on a men's room door. I'm <laughs> like, reminded of uh, during Michael Michael Flynn's confirmation hearing. When Tim Kaine was like, you you retweet uh, bad news articles sometimes. That. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard, just how shitty it was. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like a- fucking Flynn got confirmed by like 70 votes. It's like, good job, man. No, trying you to rock. imagine what Tim Kaine looks like now. You just get like the, the sort of HBO, like uh, the HBO logo where it's like. <laughs> yes. But instead of the HBO letters, it's just the silhouette of like a generic like man shape. Yeah, and it's I I mean like I they uh, they do well though by trying to balance out someone who is totally unmemorable with someone with a cult of personality. But yeah. Pence has a haunting ghoul face. At least he's at least you'll never forget that face. Well, Cotton at, Cotton Hill looking well, motherfucker. Just one more thing that uh thinking about Pence and Trump has made me consider is that I know the humors theory is long discredited, <laughs> but the only way Not I can explain their difference is that uh, Donald Trump has way too much blood. Yeah, and Mike Pence has way too little blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Th- they I need to like exchange. True. If they if they if they could like get a pipe between the two of them, they might become one like normal two normal people. Yes. Mm, yeah. Like, they, like he gets a little more fluid in him, and Trump gets a little of the fluid taken away from him. And may, like one represses a little less, one learns to repress something at one it's a, a little bit. The idea that they are able to negotiate the world without being uh, just howling maniacs. Yeah, and they could just provide balance. It could be like the end of the Dark Crystal when the old ones and the Skeksis sort of combined. Yes, yes. And of course, the fact that he was the opposite of him meant that uh, Pence was never going to go to bat for him when it came down to it. 
he he's he's a little he's a he's a repressed little boy. He's he's waiting for the 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 alarm the the school bell to ring so he can go and uh, have his jam sandwich. Yeah, he's not gonna fucking say fuck you. We're gonna just declare a fucking imperium. That's also why he was picked. I mean, when he was talking to like all kinds of people, um, including Chris Christie, hell like, yes, the rumors uh, were that Trump. You know, he asked Melania, uh, like, like which one of the do you like better? And apparently, you know, this is whatever, maybe apocryphal, but she said, uh, Pence has no ambitions. Get him. <laughs> which is, yeah, he just, he just, he's just happy to be invited to the party. He was thought he was about, he was going to lose his fucking reelection as governor of Indiana. He, he, he was basically cooked. And then he, that gave him a lifeline. Yeah. Chris Christie would try and like, you know, Try some like strange coup or try- Chris Christie would would be sort of a he would pull a bunch of like Christopher kind of moves and like punch above his weight and do a hit without permission and, and just really be way more trouble than he was worth. Chris Christie, he it would have been cool if his coup succeeded because he would address the nation through calls to Mike Francesca. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on mike uh first of all i want to talk about the traders in eastern region why and second i want to talk about the giants you know a lot of people complain about mark sanchez but yeah this is any you just couldn't do it because it would be too choleric personalities yeah no it mike, been, mike, that mike i'm calling though. in i'm calling in to declare a new u.s imperium i'll uh, i'll hang up and take my answer off the air yeah <laughs> Hey, Mike, first time, long time. Uh, I am immortal. I am the personification <laughs> of God on Earth. I cannot die. Okay, well, uh, there's, there's one more news story uh, coming out today that we would be remiss um, if we did not address because it is very very much in, in the Chapo canon because it is a story all about just, just doing enormous dumps and paint jobs on people's nice bathrooms. Uh, this is about <laughs> how apparently the Secret Service has been shitting in like porta potties in people's yards because Jared and Ivanka have not let them use one of their eight bathrooms in their Washington <laughs> DC house for the last four years. And Amazing. it's led to them it's led to the Secret Service spending something like three hundred grand on a three hundred three thousand dollar a month like studio basement apartment just so that the Secret Service agents can do dumps while they're protecting Jared and Ivanka. Oh man. I remember when that would have been a huge deal. There was, that would have been like a five-month scandal. Shit. Yeah. It would have yeah. been amazing. Yeah. And also, imagine, you know, this is always tedious to point out, but imagine the 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 uh, the parties flipped and a Democrat was, like, shooing the Secret Service a quarter mile away to take government uh, subsidized dumps. In the <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen to this in the... This Cut Washington down Post. on government waste! <laughs> uh, many U.S. This is from the Washington Post here. Uh, many U.S. Secret Service agents have stood guard in Washington's elite Calorama neighborhood. God damn it. There's a fucking neighborhood in D.C. called Calorama. I did not Calorama? know that until I read this what fucking article. Fuck? But it says that's home a, over the that's years. That's not a good name. <laughs> home over the years to cabinet secretaries and former presidents. Those agents have had to worry about death threats, secure perimeters, and suspicious strangers. But with the arrival of Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, they had a new worry: finding a toilet. 
instructed <laughs> not to use any of the half dozen bathrooms inside the couple's house. The Secret Service detail assigned to President Trump's daughter and son-in-law spent months searching for a reliable restroom to use on the job, according to neighbors and law enforcement sources. Uh, after reporting, after resorting to a porta potty as well as bathrooms at the nearby home of the former President Barack Obama and not so nearby <laughs> residents of Vice President Pence, the agents finally found a toilet to call their own. So they were going like the Secret Service agents were like, you know, like ringing the doorbell, like hat in hand, like like you know, just be like, mm. they're like Michelle opens up, boys, what is it again? Do you need to use the toilet? Yes. <laughs> All right. There's some new magazines in there. There's a new issue of the Atlantic in there, but you know, come in. Just do your business. Um, but apparently, you... they were using one of Obama's bathrooms. And, like, th this is an amazing. This the is porta potty. Insane. The porta potty was the agency's initial solution to the protective details dilemma. But it was removed in the face of neighborhoods' protest, like some fucking next door shit, where all these yeah, though, greedy you trashy asshole idiots. homeowners. Yeah. Don't no, I, th I, I agree. Like, don't put a fucking porta potty on your lawn, you fucking morons. Just, Just let them in the house. Use the bathroom for Christ's sake. It's not. Yeah, you're not like having the plumbing turned off so you can like fucking repair water damage. You're just assholes. <laughs> so it says, so they initially the porta potty, that was the solution. Then the neighborhood got mad about it. And then it says, after that, according to law enforcement officials, the agents began using a bathroom in a garage at the Obama's house, which the former president's protective detail had turned into a command post. The Obamas did not use the garage, so the extra traffic to and from the command post caused no problem. Yet this solution, too, was shortly after a Secret Service supervisor from the Trump Kushner detail left an unpleasant mess in the Obama bathroom before the fall of 2017. They're doing paint jobs in the former president's garage. Yo, I'm sorry. I just uh, I just wrecked your command post in there. Just give it 10 minutes. No, 20. Just did an upper decker in one of the Obama's toilets. Uh, oh let me God. be clear. Uh, smells like doo-doo in here. Someone did a doo-doo. Can you think about the fucking gall it takes of those fucking twats, Jared and Ivanka, these people whose their job is literally to like take a bullet for you, and then like, they won't let you use one of the six toilets in your house. If you take a bullet for Jared Kushner, you go to chump hell forever. Fuck you. Just stand. Oh, they're going to fire you? Big deal. You're alive. Just stand. Just put their hands up and just let him get ventilated. What the fuck are you doing? Jared Kushner. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus why would Christ. the Obamas agree to this? Well, because they, they have, have a because like Chuck Berry, because like Chuck Berry, they have a camera in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Obama has a home library of thousands of VHS tapes of Secret oh, Service agents taking his shit. Uh, Obama's shitesa fetish is fucking oh. Uh, there's nothing right. uh, hotter than watching someone uh, 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 unstrap an Uzi and then uh, take a dump. Oh, my God. He's like, yeah, I'm just so thankful for your service. I actually, if it makes you more comfortable, I can come in there with you. <laughs> I'll hold your hand. Oh, 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 looks like the toilet's broken. Do you want to use my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, I can't, just the, the world's, like, the world's superpower and like the agents of 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 that very that the Praetorian Guard yeah. of our American Emperor are having to just take furtive dumps in like a Seven Eleven bathroom. It's just, it's so fucking good. Oh my god.
Do you think that the Vatican twink army even has to deal with that? Like, there's absolutely, you know, a third world country currently under control of warlords still has potty breaks. I think the Vatican Swiss Guard, though, they all have butt plugs in. So, I mean, like, to be on guard. <laughs> yeah, in yeah that is uniforms. part of their uniform. Yeah, you have to have, you have, to have like, a, a butt plug stuffed in there. Yeah, they can't take it out until they uh, sign off. Yeah. Okay, just last thing, I, I wanted to share this guy. This is sort of like a, a mini reading series that I thought was just so fucking good. Uh, this comes courtesy of Josh Olson, who found this. This is a, a Lindsey Graham's autobiography is like available on his webpage. And he, just, he, he highlighted just this one section of it. There's, there's like a couple paragraphs here that I really, I really have to share. So I thank you. Thank you again to Josh Olson for, for, for finding sourcing this week's mini reading series. But this is, this is from Lindsey Graham's autobiography. So I just want to read this for you guys. I was one of the main attractions at the bar when I was between the ages of four and seven. I might not uh, have been as so big what, a draw. What's up, man? <laughs> it's already good. It's well, already what's good, up, right? dog? Yeah. I was a main attraction at the bar when I, between the ages of four and seven. I might not have been as big a draw as the beer or the piccolo, but folks seem to be amused by my antics. I was always kind of a little guy. My wrestling weight in high school was 102 pounds. Oh, you're so tiny. He's a little guy. Ah, you're small. He's a little guy. He's a little guy. I was really small at four, five, and six and very animated. I talked my head off to anyone who would listen to me. People apparently found the combination of my slight stature and Gabby nature comical. Yeah, when we were when I worked in daycare, we used to f- refer to those type as uh, little marzipan men. Oh yeah, you don't know how yeah. they're going to turn out, but you, yeah, you, you have had a pretty, to put you have money a pretty on good it. <laughs> yeah, well, you I had like, to yeah, put money I, on I, it. I, 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 I just wait for this is going. He wore tap dances to preschool or tap shoes to preschool. I took a great deal of pleasure in mischief, which came as naturally to me as verbosity did. But I think I was conscious, too, that I was giving a performance, that I was expected to entertain folks. And I knew the more audacious I was, the more entertaining I would be. I spent a lot of time just playing pinball, standing on an overturned Coca-Cola crate. When I wasn't playing pinball, I liked to sit at the bar with my dad or help my mom stock the cooler with beer. But when the place started to fill and liven up, I would get my act going. I would strut around the place, sometimes dressed up as a cowboy, hat, vest, and plastic six-shooters. I might get up on the bar and walk up and down it while talking to folks. While customers went to the restroom, I might steal their beer or chug it. I might smoke a cigarette, too, if they had left it burning in the ashtray. Those were antics that earned me the nickname Stinkball, which everyone in the bar (laughs) except my parents called me. Just imagining a seven-year-old Lindsey Graham in like a little cowboy outfit with plastic guns (laughs) strutting up and down a bar. Pew, 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 pew. boys. Honestly, I never thought I'd consider the possibility of Lindsey Graham being cute, but I'm picturing like a little Paul Lind... Yeah. And that's kind of adorable. Well, that, that, that's why I like. That's what I like about Lindsey Graham is like all the other Republican closet cases. They're all like mean theater directors or like music teachers. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what, that's what Larry Craig and Marcus Bachman and Matt, Matt Schlapp. Yeah, they're all just like, come on, everybody, places. Jeremy, <laughs> I don't know who who told you you could play the clarinet, but they were lying. Yeah, they're well, all, the all, all folks. Yeah, they're yeah. all. T- 
They're all telling you, like, you know, uh, you're going to bust out of that leotard. But Lindsey like, Graham is like if Divine was a senator. <laughs> like, it's so, <laughs> like, it's like when he goes on TV, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, when what, he was, when what he is was, Center Square doing talking to CNN right now? Yeah, like when he was, I like, I love him because it's like, I'm pretty sure like Sean Hannity has like no context for what that type of guy is. Yeah. So like when yeah. he, like during the Obama stimulus, when he was like, they want us to take it all tonight. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like Sean Hannity, like put it on his show. And he's like, listen to Senator Graham destroy Obama. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on here. That's definitely what this is. And it's just like none of like no one can even like process what the fuck he's doing because it's just so like. Yeah, he's acting like a John Waters character with like Matt Schlapp and everyone. I think they all know. It's like, okay. Like, all right, buddy, we know. Like when Marcus Bachman was like, my favorite part of the campaign is picking out Michelle's outfits. It's like every, okay, uh, everyone <laughs> yeah, knows. But with Lindsey, Gr- Lindsey Graham, it's like so far gone that it's like it doesn't even scan on most people's radars. Yeah, you know what it is? It's like he's such an anachronistic kind of gay guy. Like the Paul yeah. Lynn thing has been so... It's like how kids now will watch Dumbo and have no idea that the crows are supposed to be black because black stereotypes no longer involve spats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like he's... I remember when he was running for president and like some like reporter who like clearly knew what he was doing was like uh so uh you're gonna be the first bachelor president in a while and he'll be like oh want to be excited to see who i'll date <laughs> it's like yeah mm-hmm, yeah definitely dude yeah liza minnelli first of the bus <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, it's so funny that like yeah there's a guy like that <laughs> because yeah most most senate most republican senators are like yeah Mitch McConnell or just like just awful people who've been doing Alec or the Cokes bidding forever. And like Lindsey Graham is that too, but also like he has this whole other dimension to him that's hilarious. It's hilarious that he acts that way. When, yeah, when you I'm just th- don't you just don't imagine those policies. I mean, yeah, because there is a model of like a ghoulish closet case, but you don't expect that Republican Party line to be to come out of the mouth of Uncle Arthur. Yeah. Like, do you, yeah, I always, I think about when Larry Craig was on Meet the Press during impeachment. And this, like, this came out during the, after, you know, the greatest speech ever. The Clinton impeachment, right? Yeah, the Clinton impeachment. But L- Larry Craig, uh, it was after he got caught and he made the greatest speech ever where he said, I am not now, nor have I ever been gay. Yeah. Which is like, I, just amazing but um he was with tim russert and he went um the american people know that president clinton's been a naughty boy but do they think he's been a nasty naughty freaky boy (laughs) even like tim russert was like what the fuck like what are you doing like are you jacking off but it's like that's every day for lindsey graham he's always doing something like that and sean hannity's like just doesn't pick up on it at all. You demand, Lindsay. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> yeah. Lindsay. Yo, Lindsay. I bet you get so much pussy, dude. When are you going to settle down? 
<laughs> it's just it's just the idea of like a uh, the, the seven year old Lindsey Graham doing his cowboy routine with like plastic pop guns. I just thought of Bang Bang Bart when he's a sleazy male stripper and Marge's <laughs> fantasy yes. projection of like what yes. his life is going to turn out. Just more of me to love, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's awful. Yeah. <laughs> little cap guns. <laughs> oh, but uh, Felix, you you brought up. Uh, uh, the the I have not now or have ever been a homosexual. That that also brings to mind my other favorite thing that happened this week. I'm so glad I remember this. Uh, Representative Mo Brooks's statement about my inciting man. a riot. It was <laughs> a bullet man. point. It was a bullet point list. He's like defending himself about like I did not foment an insur- violent insurrection against the democratically elected government and the Constitution. And then his defense of that was just a bullet point list of facts about his life. Like I have never smoked a cigarette. I have yeah. never been drunk. I have never done illegal drugs or alcohol of any yeah. kind. Every, every, every earthworm that I've gone uh, fishing with, I dug up myself. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I, we I, need more tackle boxes and less Xboxes. I come from a small town. Like, yeah, this, this man is a defense attorney's nightmare. I love, I love Mo Brooks. Like, he had a great week because before that, when the Senate was like certifying the votes, he, uh, he objected to Nevada certification and mispronounced Nevada and then was like, by the way, no one is backing me up on this. And then <laughs> How do you mispronounce down. Nevada? I don't know. But he's he's um I just love like Republican Nevada. Statements, so statements though when they fuck up because they're always like, here's a little bit about me. Um I've never worn denim. I think it's too casual. I don't like it. I'm afraid of it. Um I've memorized all the Richard Scary books. Um <laughs> My my mom was a great church going woman. My dad was a professional dunk tank ta- clown. And very <laughs> mean to me. Um, I I still receive spankings at the age of sixty one. And he just uh, starts reciting uh, the script for Honey Boy. Yeah, I I like a wo- tall, warm glass of milk first thing in the morning. I've never the butt the button flaps on my long johns have never come out. No one's ever seen my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, like, I take I take a bath in a full tuxedo every night. I clean myself in a clawfoot bathtub with my equally large brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea, like like yeah, you're being you're being accused of uh, fomenting a violent insurrection. And he's like, okay, number one in my defense, I have never smoked a cigarette. <laughs> just like, dude, wait, like, wait, what? Like, that's not what you're being accused of. Like, you're not, like, you're not being like, accused of smoking in the con- Congress's bathroom or whatever, dude. Yeah, like they're gonna be like, well, I mean, like, you know, if she smokes, she pokes, and it's like <laughs> he doesn't smoke. He's probably never had sex, and if you've never had sex, you probably never started a riot. I would like it to be known that all accusations that I have ever been cool are wrong yeah. and faulty <laughs> I have, and fraudulent. Any time my genitals have been touched have been over the pants. <laughs> I have never unhooked a bra. I caused a small fire in 1983, the only time I ever tried. <laughs> I Yeah, no, he's he's like, so I think like, you know, if the like, Radical Republican cosplayers in the liberal media, like if they got what they wanted and like all Republicans are expelled, like, yeah, good. But I feel like there should be two ceremonial Republicans. Number one, obviously, Clay Higgins. Oh, you know that boy. <laughs> you know you go on have that guy around. You 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 ain't a you ain't got a party. You don't got Clay Higgins there. Well, Clay Higgins, like if we want to keep like certain Eastern European nations in NATO, we have to send Clay Higgins over that like. If you sent him to like Hungary and Poland and be like, yeah, this is what an American is like, like they mm-hmm. would will stay our allies forever because he's yeah. their type of guy. And he's just 
I love him. I love his speeches. He's amazing. Like the first time they impeached Trump where he's like, this is the worst day of my life. All my crocodiles are crying. (laughs) I made a very sad gumbo. Uh, But also Mo Brooks because like Mo Brooks is, he's a guy to watch. He's probably going to call Pelosi mom this session of Congress. Mm. He has a very Ralph Wiggum vibe that I like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. People have to open his milk for him. (laughs) do you guys know about this the senate candy desk did you know that that was a thing wait what no there's a it was started by it was started by a republican senator from california in the 60s but there he like kept a bunch of candy in his desk delicious treats yeah like the type of shitty candy you'd have in the 60s like just like wax just yeah, all, this color. All, all, all the type the of shitty Biden candy a Republican about. would have in the 60s, yeah. too. Yeah. But it's, it's like, just yeah, bone people, meal. People would come by and like take candy, and it was like people continued the tradition. Like uh, George Voinovich had it. Uh, um, John McCain. Reagan had, had his jelly it. beans. Yeah. And it's like they should get like Mo Brooks should be the official like candy strip strip of the House of Representatives. He should wear like a seersucker outfit and like give everyone sweets. He should walk around like a cigarette girl in yes. the thirties yeah. nightclub. Yes, yes. Just the handing out Jolly Rancher. Yeah, ha- laffy taffies to everybody between the posts. Yeah. My basketball yeah. team is trying to go to nationals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah, I'm only I'm only 63 years old, and I can graduate from eighth grade soon. But only if you buy these M and M's that I'm keeping in my pocket. I, I I I love him. Like he like I know like his beliefs are awful and he's awful, but it's like yeah, if you like did expel every Republican, keep him in Clay Higgins. Sure. I, yeah, we got to we got to keep the the real stars shining. Yeah, you have to preserve that culture. And it's like okay, like if you really wanted to destroy the Republicans, like what you would do is you'd expel everyone but keep them and be like these are the leaders of the far right. They're mm-hmm. <laughs> these are everyone answers to these guys. Yeah. A, a, a guy with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> Uh, trying to fish a Zagnut bar out of heart-shaped underwear. Yeah, and a guy who, like, <laughs> lives on a fan boat. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. We need, like, a sort of an Endangered Species Act or whatever to keep some of yeah. America's most, like, just sort of uh, genuine, uh, genuine ca- our characters, our Boo Radleys, and, like, keep yeah. them in Congress. Mm, yeah. Clay, H- Clay Higgins should, like, there should be, like, a gorilla sanctuary for him. <laughs> On a tire swing, <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, to, now today, I proved the liberals wrong by solving a new Jenga puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> My IQ is two hundred and thirty-eight. Did you ever see that when he was like arguing with some woman on Facebook, and he's like, "Yep." <laughs> My IQ yep. is 187. I've read 3,000 to 5,000 books. 3,500 books read, no problem. <laughs> Typical street cop, SWAT leader, world traveler. <laughs> he's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, like, he's a pimp. There should be, like, what? There should be a Democrat like that who's just, like, the dumbest guy in his town. Yeah. They, yeah. That was they had a few of them when uh, Rahm Emanuel took over, like Heath Schuler, you know, like it's just yeah. a nice dumb jock. But I don't, now they're all fucking spooks or uh, yeah. total nerds. They repl- yeah, they replaced them all with like uh, women from the CIA who have a really bad like gum to tooth ratio. Mm. <laughs> yeah, bring back guys who wear straw hats. That's like yeah. man, 
talk about a 50 state strategy if you just found like the dumbest guy in town in every town in america at least half of them would win as democrats it's like you you can't irrelevant yeah you like can't call that guy a pussy like you can't say that guy's like a latte guy no way yeah all right well let's uh I think we should leave it there for this week. Um, Till next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Gather around. The candy man is here. What kind of candy do you want? Sweet chocolate, chocolate malt, candy, gumdrops, anything you want. You've come to the right man because I'm the candy man. Who can take a sunrise? Candy man, the candy man, oh the candy man can, the candy man can, the candy man can, cause he mixes it with love and makes the